What up? This is Yinkadiz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies podcast. On today's episode, we're doing a tribute for Funkmaster Flex, the mixtape volume three, 60 Minutes of Funk, the final chapter. The final chapter. Released August 11th, 1998. And uh, we won't be saying that entire title. <laughs> I just felt like saying that because I'm reading it here. I've got the CD with me. All right. But uh, yeah, so we're doing Funk Flex Volume 3. Yep. Um, and I think that this is kind of brought on because Funk Flex has been in the news lately. And um, not only that, this is actually a mixtape that you and I kind of talk about uh, quite a bit. For sure. Um, I think that there's a, we could potentially do a series of formative mixtapes. This is definitely probably the most formative one for me. Um, okay. Obviously, he's got volume one and volume two, which I own, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to as regularly as this. I think I, wa- I bought volume one and volume two because I was in a phase where it's like, oh, like if I like an artist or a project, I want to go back and like buy their old catalog. Okay. So I bought those and I listened to those, but like this is the one where like the, I had the where was I for this. So, okay. but, um, but what are some of your other thoughts on, on why we wanted to talk about this today? Uh, same as you, right? So um, this is around the formative time for me where I'm like, I'm trying to learn about all these artists, both mm-hmm. the ones that I already like and the ones that I'm supposed to like, but I don't yeah. really know so much about, right? So. So what this album, I guess, kind of did for me was there's 40 songs on here. So yes, sir. a lot of bang for buck. Yeah. Um, but what I really like about what Flex did here is like he had a combination of records that are classic records yes. with freestyles that are like, you know, kind of net new material for us. Yes. And so um, I think, you know, it kind of educated me in multiple ways. Um, some of those classics I may not necessarily have owned. So it gave me that like Get Money, for example. Mm-hmm. I didn't own I didn't own the Junior Mafia right. album at the time. Um, it gave me freestyles over, you know, great classic materials. So the freestyle was net new for me. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the instrumental was net new for me. So I would True. learn and go back and be like, oh, this beat is dope. What is it? And then I I, I, I listened to that. Yeah. Um, and then like, just lastly, um, I think that he tried to canvas like all the different regions. Tried to in a way, yeah. in a way that like he could have done it better, but wasn't. he did do it well enough. But yo, I mean, we've talked about yeah. this, and we, we, you know, you and I are both not from New York, so this is our vantage point. Yeah. But like, you know, at the time, New York wasn't so curious about the rest of yeah. uh, the country like that, yeah. and so like, a, like, like a DJ Clue mixtape didn't have niggas from the West mm-hmm. Coast and Miami. Didn't have anyone and from his, Memphis. Yeah, anywhere. didn't have anyone from Dallas, right? Like he was, you know? he was intentionally like you could tell, yeah. trying to like represent all these different yeah. regions of the culture, um, in a way that a lot of New York people were not. Right. So I got you. Um, well, let's get into the where were you? So where were you, Yinka? When you when you I guess when you got into this? Yeah, I was in Cali. I mean, I okay. I, I want to say this was the only maybe or not, maybe the first Funk Flex project that like. I was there like mm-hmm. in hip hop when it dropped. And I remember, um, you know, Flex's annoying ass drops um, on the radio yeah. and on, you know, I'd be watching TV or something and there's a commercial come on. 60 minutes to fuck the final chapter. Yeah, well, you make sure your volume three, you got the final chapter. You need like, that, get that. <laughs> yeah, like he was everywhere with the shit. And um, he was so annoying. It was so obnoxious that like it, it grabbed your attention, you yeah. know? Um, and, you know, we, again, are not from New York. So, right. like, the whole Hot 97 culture, yeah. we, like, it, it, we, we didn't know it like that. So, like, Flex was annoying in a way, whereas, like, we, we don't know Flex, like, in his element. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, I never listened to Flex on the radio. The people that I grew up listening to are 
California DJs yeah. and and et cetera. So I'm, I listen I'm listening to, to Big Tig, PGC. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So so that was also just kind of funny in its own way, just like experiencing Flex um, as himself. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, that's that's my main memory is like. Seeing these commercials everywhere, um, it was in the source. They had they took out full okay. page ads in the source and in Double XL, um, and then you know I remember, um, Wyclef, uh was was trying to push. Product, I think maybe Maria Maria might have been out at the time, like like or around that no, time. It, it would have like, been the group. It would have been uh, Khadija and the, the product GMB. Yeah, and the product yeah. GMB sings on Maria Maria. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I yeah, got you. yeah. So like. So, you know, Wyclef was big. He was doing big records with oh, Destiny's Child and this yeah. one and that one. And so seeing him as one of the first, um, um, you know, kind of names in terms of a single. Yeah. Uh, I think they pushed that single a little they bit. They did, too. yeah. They yeah. pushed this one and they pushed the Wu-Tang uh, Cream Team lineup. They pushed that as a single? Yeah. Oh, I, I think, think that's, that's actually how I got into this album. That's crazy. But yeah, so, so I mean, I, you know, I saw these things. Um, I went to the store. I saw this had 40 tracks. Yeah. I saw all the artists I ever wanted to know about on this yeah. shit, and I copped immediately, and yeah. I loved this joint. I like. I must have ran this album maybe more than any other album. Like, I I've listened that. to this joint. I, 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 I can totally see that. Yeah. When did you buy this? Do you remember? When did it come out? 97? It came out in uh, no, August of uh, 1998. I would have bought it, like, September 1998. Like, I bought it, like, right away. So, all right. So, the where were you... I think so. This album comes out in 1998, and I'm uh -huh. and I'm doing the mental math to try to put all this together because I right. actually don't have a clear memory of buying this album. Okay, I don't. Um, I think what happened was by the time so 1998, the fall of 1998, so that would be after this came out, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, by that point, I was fully Wu Tang. Method Man and Inspector Dex were my favorite. Were my favorite MC, mm -hmm. right? Like. Yeah, I knew about Jay-Z, I knew about Big, I knew about Outkast, but I wasn't like as into them yet. Right. right? Um, the Blaze Magazine article, the one I, I talk about several times uh -huh. on this episode, was like, oh, the best 50 of all time. Right, right. right. They had, I think they had Method Man at like number 36 or 37. I was okay. like, what? Yeah, because he was then, like your favorite MC at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. they had Big as number three, they had Karis one as number two, they had Rockem as number one. Uh -huh. I think Ice Cube was number 10, Nas might have been nine. Jay-Z was somewhere, maybe Nas was like four, Jay-Z was somewhere around there. Um, I think Scarface was five, they had Cool G Rap at six. I, f I forget exactly what it, what it was, but I was right. just like, what? So at that point, leading then into the spring of 1999, which is still, I guess, the second semester of my sophomore year in high school. Okay. That's when I started to kind of get into like KRS-One, Rakim, trying to learn about these, these old names, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time I finally buy this, though, I know who KRS-One is, mm -hmm. which would have meant that I had to get my, my, my KRS-One education kind of start before that, right? So I think by the summer is probably when I, I bought this. And I don't even summer remember- Summer of 99. Summer of 99. Now okay. in the summer of 99, I did a, a kind of like a like a college program at Columbia. Okay. So if you know where Columbia is, Columbia is like right at the bottom end of Harlem, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm obviously in New York City. Right. I'm getting, you know, dumplings and and <laughs> chicken cutlets on the corner. Okay. And then I've got like Hot 97 on the radio. Yeah. So I'm getting okay. like okay. the whole Funkmaster Flex so vibe. You, so, you, so that's probably what actually, okay. that's probably what got me to buy this. Yeah. The other thing too is that we talked about the singles that they pushed. Now they pushed uh, Here We Go Yo, mm -hmm. which I actually didn't realize it was a single. I learned it was a single like today. Oh, I wow. thought that like at the time when I heard this, I thought I was like, 
oh, that's not an old song. They're putting it back on here. Right, right. But it came out in 1998. So that's probably why I thought it was an old song. And okay. then the other one I remember was they had the Wu-Tang uh, Cream Team lineup. They had a video for it. Yeah. So I saw that video, but yes. within the last five years. Like, I didn't right. even know there was a video for it. I saw it at the time. Okay. And because I was a big Wu-Tang fan, that's right. probably what got me to go ahead and buy it. That like, shit is fire. That shit, yeah. And, the, yo, the, yeah, the, what, the song, right? What album was that on? It's on this album. But like, like no, it it's was not on another album. No, it's from this album. I'm okay. pretty sure it's from this album. Because there were two records on here, two Wu Tang records yes. that I went out. Like I would go to the record store and scour no, them to try to figure this. out. And I think one of them landed somewhere else too. So it would have been but, the Cream um, Team. The Cream Team, I think, because they were trying to do like it was I think layer. Like, it was Layer Hammer and Cream Team. Those yeah, were the two Hammer records. Put your hands down and cream team. And I want to say that Raekwon was trying to push uh, the cream team lineup with power. Yeah. Right? And I think that that might have been a single elsewhere. But I'm pretty sure it was first on here. I think. Okay. I yeah, think. I, think, I think that's right. Because because when I when I did, and I want to say it was cream team, but one of the two, I, I ended up actually finding it. And I had been okay. like scouring for it. Yeah. And when I found it, the verses were a little different. I can see that. Yeah. So like they hit kind of the way like like reggae artists do dub plates. Yeah. And it's like they they like change it a little bit. That's what had happened with that record. So anyway. nevertheless, whenever I did manage to buy this, it, it definitely was before 2000. It was probably 1999 is when yeah. I bought this. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, this stayed in my rotation for at least two years. Mm-hmm. Like any anytime I went to a track meet or a cross country meet, because that's what I ran, like I just this was this was in my CD man, right. uh, in, 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 my, man. in my in my disc man, my right, CD, right, right. In my disc man, <laughs> right. Um, it still plays. There's no scratches on this. Miraculously, yeah. that's just no in my car right now. So I was gonna I was gonna ask, how did you actually listen to this this mixtape, this album yeah. on this recent run? Because yeah. I know you do a lot of Spotify. We right. listen to a lot of stuff on Spotify. Yeah, this is not on Spotify. Not on Spotify at so all. So how did did you yeah. did you listen to it so, in your car? So I still have the CD. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's one of the few CDs that I actually kept because I got okay. rid of most of my CDs. That's what CDs, I thought. like phased out. Yeah. But that was one where I was like, no, I'm no, keeping you had this. To. Okay, okay. And and it's in my car. Like I keep it nice. in my car. Okay. And so yeah, I just I just plugged it in my car. Um this last time I listened to it, I actually pulled it up on YouTube and you can listen to the whole thing. So it has a whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, right, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. How'd you listen to it? I listened to it just in my car. Now we're recording this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure when we'll release this. But we decided that we were going to do this the Thursday before the Sunday. So I only listened to it like three times. That's really all I needed to. Yeah, like I yeah, had yeah. a I had a smile on my face pretty much the entire time <laughs> listening to this. The last time I had a, a, this big of a smile on my face was when we did the sound bombing too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so fun. It was so, like I had so much fun listening to this back in the day. So much fun just listening to it now. And right. just like I'm a grown man now. There's things like ah, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So this good. is. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's his best mixtape, but it's easily the most formative one that he did for I me. I think it might be his best. I okay. think there's a case for volume two. But I forget I think, all the stuff that's on there. But I think this is the best. And I, I mean, yo. It's easily the most formative for me. Let us know in the comments yes. if we're absolutely tripping, if there's a better Funk Flex, you know, because I mean, this was released as an album that came out on Loud yeah. Records. So, you know, I think volume one, two, and three were released on Loud Records. He had Funk Flex and Big Cap, uh, the, yeah, the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. Um, I know those four, at least. Maybe in the, maybe volume four as well. There's about five of them that they that they dropped on on loud records. That makes so much sense that this is loud. Okay. Because yeah, one yeah, of my highlights yeah. was gonna be uh 
we'll, my, we'll get to my highlights. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, this was around the time when Loud was dominating, yeah. and then they they the hip hop that we Flex. like. Yeah, yeah, and they featured Funk Flex as one of the people when they like when they did took out their like full page where they were like, "This is the Loud lineup." Yeah. It had Mob Deep's face. It had Funk Flex. Shout out face. to Steve Rifkin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, uh, critical reception. Man, I don't. It's hard. Know. It's hard. It's tough, right? It's because tough. like. I don't think like like I feel like my friends when we brought up Funk Flex, all we talked about was how annoying his voice was. Honestly, I I mean this in all sincerity. I think that you might be the only person I discuss this album with. Really? So, uh, w- which is crazy because I remember when we met, we got into hip hop. Mm. This is like there's several albums that we, you and I just kind of like connected on, right? One mm-hmm. was Supreme Clientele, another mm-hmm. one was Pete Rock Soul Survivor. We've yeah. done albums for both of those. Right. This is another one that we always kind of talk about. Right. And I'm not sure if I discussed this mixtape with anyone else. Mm. And, and it's crazy because, you know, some of our best friends from UVA are all from are all New from York. New York. Yeah. They only talked about the negative things about Funk Flex. No one really talks about this uh, album. And, I, and I'm not so saying that they don't. Right. I just haven't had those conversations with them. I think yeah, you yeah. were probably the only person I've really had conversations about Funk Flex Volume 3 and just how much we love it. Yeah, I love this album. So, yeah. Uh, so it's hard to do the critical reception. All I can mm-hmm. say is that on all music, they give it a four and a half rating out of five. Yeah. And that's it. But uh, so. but it, it was certified gold. 500,000 sold. Uh, okay. Yeah, 500,000 sold. And I don't even know if that, like, like I don't know what that means from the perspective of, so I remember um, DJ Clue's uh, Volume 1, The Professional, mm-hmm. came out. In '98 as well, '98, '99, around that time frame, and it. I remember it was the first mixtape to go platinum, yeah, like the first DJ mixtape to go platinum. So I don't know if gold is good that's or fair. if it's an undershot. Like I don't know. Well, which is better? Because <laughs> because back then gold, everybody was going gold in hip hop. Like yeah. I, I could have put out an album and it would have gone gold. You know okay, what I mean? All right. like, <laughs> so I I I've only listened to the professional maybe twice. Uh-huh. I forget. It's a lot of songs that they made for the mixtape, right? Yeah, yeah. It's is it a lot of freestyles material. and stuff? Not really. It's more right. so songs. So this is like, so there's there's a bunch of like mixtapes that we could end up talking about, right? Like you've got mm-hmm. your uh, 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 Tony Toka piece, uh, not, the peacemaker. Um, what's it? Tony Touch. Tony Touch. But also, yeah. but but Tony Toka. You've got yeah. your Swain Tech. You've got Sound yeah. Bomb and Lyricist yeah. Lounge. Yeah. Right. There's a bunch of like mixtape album types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually like a pure mixtape because while there are some songs that are on this. It's a lot of like instrumentals and freestyles from yeah. my favorites, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So, but you know, in terms of critical reception, I don't remember what anybody else has to say about it. All I know is that like this has the 80s babies stamp of approval for, for one sure. of our favorite, if not favorite mixtapes ever. Absolutely. So if y'all haven't heard this and yeah. y'all just want to ride to something that's like, man, like a blast from the past. And like you really want to understand like what mixtape nostalgia is yeah. when we talk about mixtapes, like this is a great one to check out. So let's start off with the low lights first. Cause we I'm sure you have some overarching low lights. I have a few. Man, I didn't even so I didn't even break it down that way, but I'll but I'll try I know. off the top of my head. Yeah. Um so like Funk Flex's voice is annoying as fuck. Like just anytime Funk Flex came on there, yeah. it, it was a low light for me. Is that your only one? Um overarching. Yeah, probably. So his voice probably used to annoy me, but like uh-huh. it didn't really, I didn't really care about it on this time around. Okay. I think that one of the overarching lowlights I had is that him as like a scratcher. Huh. Some of his scratches are like really, really weak. And some of the stuff is like, 
I should never have to like stop bobbing. There like were a couple times where like he's mixing like one song, and I'm like, wait, what are you what are you doing here? Yeah. Right. And it's kind of annoying. Like he does that on like the uh, Wow for the night. Like that's a mm. bad one. Oh, the one time, two yeah. times, three times. There's another one too. I think it's um, is it the the King Sun shit? Maybe that or like to do that with Coco Braves. Uh, oh yeah, Co- he does. Co- he does scratch Coco that. Pump Master Flex. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a few other ones where it's like, eh. That being said, though, the, I don't find the scratches bad personally. The the transitions from track to track are great. Yes, those are absolutely amazing, I right? Agree. But some of the scratches that he does, I'm kind of like a little weak. And the only other overarching low light is that like, you're right, he does try to tap into different regions, but I feel like he could have done a better job. So for example, right, like I feel like Scarface could have been on here. Okay. I feel like Outcast is the big one that should have been yeah, on here. Yeah. Um, and at least another artist from California that's maybe from the Bay Area, right? So maybe mm. someone like Jurassic 5. Souls of Mischief. Or something. Souls of Mischief or like Far Side. Okay. Maybe something like that could have been on here. Okay. I know you have the alcoholics there from LA, right? Yeah. And you have Mac-10 and Ice Cube on here. Yeah. Um, There's no Snoop, which is fine because Snoop can do whatever he wants to do. Or maybe even someone like Someone from like No Limit, maybe like a mystical, or or okay, yeah, coming from the Midwest, where's Twista? I think I think like a mystical. You're kind of drawing a line in maybe. the sand at the time. Maybe that would have been kind of almost revolutionary, because well, at the time, like Ball and G were the closest thing to to something that had a similar sound but was like universally respected. Scarface, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Agree that Scarface, and I do think that Outcast. I think that's a big omission not having them on here. Okay. But but you know, but that's that's kind of where my low lights end. There's a, there's a, there's a few lulls in the album. Like obviously I don't like every single track on here. Right. And if like I'm in a rush, I'm obviously going to skip quite a few times, right? Mm. Um but for the most part like I can, you know, if we're transitioning into the highlights now, I can listen to it all the way through. I agree. Um it's great. Like and that wasn't always the case when I was younger. There were definitely tracks that I I gravitated towards, but like as I've listened to this throughout the years, I just put it on and just play. Yeah. And uh, and uh, actually, I think, I think the only thing I might actually skip is the is is a uh, busy bee. Huh. That's probably the tra- I, opening track is probably the only one I, I skip. skip. Busy bee. I skip a few things though. Yeah. L- like you know, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna go, go down track for track, but like I skip I skip Missy to be honest. Um, I don't I don't love this Missy uh performance. And and you know, I mean I and I love I love Triumph, clearly. Um and maybe that's why. Um it's I love cool. I love Missy's performance on here. Yeah, it's, one, it's one of my highlights. I don't love that. Uh, I don't love Wow for the Night. I don't love that's any fair. of the flip mode squad shit on here. That's fair. Um the slick rick was Yeah. Um, what else? So it has some yeah. tracks that you could skip, but like if yeah. you're putting this album on, I might I'm fine just, with just I it. might just skip strikes too. Yeah. Like I don't need the busy bee thing, right? Like the, yeah. the rest I always skip the two. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, so, I agree with that. All right. So let's get into some uh some overarching highlights. And so so what you got here? Overarching or track for track? Just overarching highlights. I don't know. It's good good artists, good flow. Obviously, it's a very star studded cast. Obviously, I think the thing that I like here is that he allows the artists to just do whatever the fuck they want, right? So it's like Q-Tip and JD are doing Q-Tip and JD things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Most Def is doing his like little soulful jazz lounge thing that he's doing. Flip Mode are doing, you know, whatever they're doing on the Busta Rhymes beat, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, whatever. Like, you've got, you've got, there's just I feel like there's the artists on here were just allowed to do whatever they wanted to do, and yet it still kind of comes together and it's and it's nice. Yeah. So that's for me is a highlight. Um, my other overarching highlight is the RZA. 
he's all over this shit. Now, now, obviously, it's a Loud Records, it's a Loud Records uh, exactly. project. But yeah. I mean, you think about it, right? Incarcerated Scarfaces, Ice Cream, mm. Triumph, It's Yours, Glaciers of Ice, Tears, mm. Shimmy Shimmy Y'all, Put Your Hammer Down, and then even True Master on MGM. Yeah. And you even have another Wu-Tang song that doesn't even have either one of them on the beat. Like, mm. RZA's all over here. So obviously, you know, that works for me. It's great. I, I would say that just even the selection of um, instrumentals that, that he chose, I'm assuming he chose or helped choose yeah. for the artists. Yeah. Like are very well suited. Mm-hmm. Like I liked, um, I liked, for example, DMX is a very well-known stick-up kid. Yeah. He raps over Give Up the Goods, yeah. you know, which is a mob deep record. And like yeah. I feel like some of the choices like that really worked well. Yeah. So the, anyway, those are just kind of my my overarching highlights. Yeah. Um, I guess we can get into, look, there's 40 tracks on here. We're not yeah. going to discuss them all. No, nah, not at all. Um, so basically what I did is I just highlighted the songs that I like and we can talk about whatever. So okay. should we start with Here We Go? Let's do it. I, I think the thing for me is that I thought that this was like a song from like back in the day when I heard it. I didn't realize it was a song that came out like around that time. Well, it's an interpolation of an old song. Is it? Yeah, I want to say it's like a KRS song or something. It's like okay. the boys look so good when they her oh, mind is not like ready. A, that's like, 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 a, that's like right. a yeah, BDP era uh KRS. Nevertheless, um I, I love what they did on here and I love like the like ready for the queen Khadijah and then she goes ba da ba that you uh, that's a, that's you kind of like that sound, right? This this might be my highlight of highlights. I think everybody sounds amazing on yeah. here. I think the way it was put together is great. I think the the KRS one interpolation is super true to like the true school hip hop thing that they're trying to do. Like, yeah. they, like, so here's a question: How can we never talk about Wyclef as an executive? I feel like Puff gets we, a, we have. I feel like Puff gets a bad rap for like his artists not being successful or not having sustained careers and you know some of these other folks that we think of as executives but Wyclef was also an executive. We we have well we've got, we ta- got talked about can, the score. He's got cannabis. He's got the product GNB. He's got um what was the what, what would you do if your son is at home? The um the the guy girl group. Oh, City uh, High. City High. Yeah. City High. He had he had a stable of talent. That all had I wish like, Panama ooh, were here right now because that, I feel like a lot of these talents is like, yeah, but what did they do? They all had like one release and then like niggas got locked up, knocked up somebody and was no longer a group. Like they're all like cannabis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like we never talk about Wyclef's track record as a... Is it good? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay, saying, okay. I'm saying niggas, niggas get shitted on like Puff. For like not ha- having artists that don't have sustained careers. Oh, oh, and, and okay, okay, okay. Also no, has we, a okay, okay. Of talent. You had me thinking that we were going to talk about him in the other. Like oh in a no, positive no, line. no, not at all. Okay, I was going to say we we definitely talked about why Clef is the executive. Oh, uh, um, I mean, outside we, we, of in the in the context of cannabis, I don't think that people really talk about his track record of trying to release artists. Well, all right. So I will say that we've talked about him in by omission then. <laughs> I guess yeah. because he had because when we talk about great executive producers, he's not mentioned. Yeah, and he should be in terms of the conversation of executive producers. And so there you go. That's yeah. that, that's your answer. Because outside of shit that he's heavily yeah. featured on, yeah. which is his solo projects, great. Carnival. His yeah. his uh you know his his group Fuji's, Fuji's great. great. Yeah. But like outside of that, 
Nevertheless, uh, <laughs> this song is great. And this song get, is excellent. Then we get into the hip hop. We've got the DMX freestyle over Mob Deep. Yeah. Obviously, it's a highlight for both of us, right? Highlight. Um, I said this is the DMX we love. Yeah. Crude, yelling, yeah. manic. Um, I said there's definitely some language in here that is not okay. Not okay. No. But man, DMX, we love he, we love. He, he drops F bombs and I think he drops the rape bomb too, doesn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Why and am I laughing? It's not it's, funny. It's insane. It, but it's it's manic and it's yeah. insane and it's DMX. Like this is like the DMX we love. Yeah. What's your uh what's your what's your next highlight then? Um my next highlight is Ain't No Nigga. Okay. I think right. at the time I don't think I owned the CD of Reasonable Doubt yet. Okay. And so, like, this gave me Ain't No Nigga, which is a featured single on on Reasonable Doubt. Okay. So you're skipping over uh, Raekwon. Uh, you're skipping over Charlie Baltimore and Cam. Yeah. That's fine. I'm skipping and, over those two. Yeah. And I mean, what I will say I, about Charlie this. Charlie Baltimore's verse is decent. But. Yeah. Charlie Baltimore's verse is decent. I feel like this is the Cam Ron era before he encountered Jewels. Mm -hmm. And I think that that era of Cam Ron is corny. And I feel like that's something we don't talk about. Like people say like, oh yeah, Cam, like he was always dope. And it's like, you know, Puerto Rican judo and all that other shit was silly to me. We don't I need never... to talk about it. Panama can get up here and defend his man. <laughs> Please defend your man, bro. Cause <laughs> like this shit is, what, what does he say on this joint? Uh, there, this nigga he, named P-O-P, G-O-D, D-O-A. So he goes through every Yo single like letter bro, and, and no. uh, was it acronyms? Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of acronyms. Yeah, It was not good. No. Um, And then Charlie comes on with the unflow and that, that works. It, it actually, so yeah. what I would say here, the reason why I had to give her props is because like, this is kind of like one of those like, concept like thematic verses right, that right. mostly goes terrible when yeah, people try yeah, to do fair. this hers is actually like nah like respect like yeah hers is cool yo charlie's yeah. always been like like yeah. like decent to me I, yeah. I like her um all right so you know what fuck it let's just go through each of these uh <laughs> uh all right so how do you feel about ice ice cube and uh gun hope mac 10 so when I listened to this the last time through yeah. this made me think of the question that you asked on one of our recent podcasts which is like are West Coast artists better on East Coast beats or yeah. East Coast artists better on West Coast beats? Yeah. And I know Panama said like distinctly West Coast. He said West Coast over, or East. over East. And you said distinctly East Coast over yeah. West. I still don't know where I fall on that. Yeah. But this is an example of where to me it doesn't entirely work. Gotcha. Uh, in that like. I think Mac 10 works Ma on here. But Mac 10 is like gang banging on like a Wu-Tang record. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't do it for me. Like, it, it's fine. fine. I'm happy that they had this opportunity. And you know yeah. I love Westside yeah. Connection. But, like, eh, this is fine. I'd rather you. listen to MGM than hear them rapping. That's probably... That's probably... I, Ice Cube doesn't do it for me on here. But, like, Mac 10, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. His voice sounds good on her. All right. So, all right. So, KRS-One's freestyle over this beat by Domingo, who... I don't know where this beat is anywhere else. Yeah. This is... Undoubtedly, my highlight of highlights. You love this. Shit. I fucking love this song. <laughs> we gotta post the video. The video of Outlaw <laughs> rapping to to this joint. There. All right. <laughs> I have so many chat? things I could say about this song. So all first right. of all, I feel like if there is one verse that just completely embodies everything the Karis One stands for and represents, it's this freestyle. Mm. It's this is like. If 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 a rapper's had like Tinder profiles to like let you know who they were, <laughs> this verse is his Tinder profile. Like he yeah, says everything. Yeah. He says like um um South Bronx holds, holds the map up. up. That's right. Like fire. that. That's a bar. Yeah. Then he says like um 
Ain't you telling it? We clear and intelligent. All the rhetoric you selling it, it's irrelevant. I rock tenements, projects, and mansions before you realize that your mind I'm enhancing. He's like a not a pretty boy. I'm Tim's and backpacking it. He's like, I don't, I don't care. Like you're boring, you're platinum, but I'm the one I'm touring. touring. Like yeah. everything. He's like, I don't care about your money. Like I'm doing this, right. I'm doing that. Like he's like, he's like, um, out of six million ways to die, you choose this one, one. Chris, Chris one. one. Like yeah. everything. He's like putting you in class. Like every single bar on here is every single thing that Carol's one represents. Yeah. Uh, and like the energy on here, the fact that I can't find this instrumental anywhere else. I, I try to. I think it's an original Domingo yes. beat. And Domingo yes. is great. He's to me, he's one of the most underrated uh production talents. I agree with that because I don't even know his catalog. But oh, like man, this so good. to get to like Carol's was like, no, I'm not rapping anyone over anyone else's beat. You give me a new beat and I'll give you the hottest 24 bars or however yeah. many bars he has. Like this shit is so fucking fire to me. And one of my favorite things about it outside of this great Domingo beat and outside of his great subject matter and how he kind of bounces around is that this might be the only actual freestyle on this project. You think it's and a freestyle? It might be. Like, okay. KRS-One is very good at freestyling. Yes, he is. And I, I don't think he's... To me, he doesn't have the greatest pen. Mm -hmm. And and so, like, the difference to me between his freestyled verses and his written verses yeah. are not that big. But that speaks very highly of his yeah. freestyles and, like, maybe not so highly of his pen. But, like, he, he very well could have freestyled this. Shut that crap up. You got no backup. You get slapped up. South Bronx holds, holds the, the map, map up. up. Yeah. South Bronx holds the map up is like it's fire. Yeah. Is it that that is a bar? I actually didn't even un really understand it at the time. Mm. That wasn't a bar until like years later. Um, because I didn't really realize what he was saying. And then when, when I heard back, it like that's what he was saying. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like <laughs> this guy is just he's great. Not a pretty boy on Tim's and backpacking it. It's like, <laughs> guess who else was Tim's and backpacking it? Your boy. So yes. So I can't say no positive things about this song. And yeah. if, if every other track on this mixtape went away, but you gave me this one, like I'd still be happy with the project. That's how much I love this track. Wow. I love it so much. Awesome. So yeah, Kara's yes. bodied this joint. She absolutely bodied it. So yeah. anyway, so there you go. Um, I actually don't have the whole well, so we have so wow for the night, man. Eh. Rampage is so bad, yeah. um, so so bad. It's a hot and, note, though. and and I think again when we talk about you know executives, no diss to you because I love you, but man, Busta like th those early incarnations of Flip Mode Squad were just not good. Like Rampage was really bad, and you know I, I feel like Busta he was on Drink Champs and yeah. he talked about how um he talked about how like he had the uh, the opportunity to be on um. Flavor in Your Ear remix. Yeah. And he talked about how he was like, yo, I, like, I want my cousin Rampage on this yeah. on this song. And Puff was like, why? Like, why? Like, who the fuck is this guy? And he was like, no, like, I'm basically, I'm not going to be on the song if my cousin's not on Rampage the song. Rampage is actually okay. And uh, he's fine. But, yeah. but he was like, um, so Puff was like, all right, well, I'm going to pay you and you have to split the money with your cousin. Like, he's like, I'm not going to pay him to be on the song. Yeah. So that, like, he basically sacrificed, like, his like portion of the money in order to promote Rampage. But yeah. Rampage is bad, man. And this is just another example of how boring Rampage is. This hook is hot though. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, no. Uh thoughts on Noriega and Big Pun Thug Brothers? Nori is awful. Like yeah. fucking awful. <laughs> and like, yo, like I, I love Nori as a personality. I love Nori's album. We covered it on this podcast, his first album. But God, he is so bad. And like 
rapping next to, to a pun verse where the nigga says, I'll tear a nigga heart out of his chest and scream, Terror's gone! <laughs> Yo, like, it's just like, you you can't you can't stand next to that and rap about whatever the fuck Nori was rapping. Yeah. He's horrible. But, um, but yeah, pun was pun. He's amazing. And he has one of my favorite closings to a, like, freestyle verse or whatever where he says, Abuela Puerta. And then just closes, just closes with that. I always loved the Spanglish that pun did. Like I think he was the best at it. That's true. Yeah. I don't. uh, I don't. This isn't one of like, like I said, I can go through this entire album, but this isn't like one of the performances that I've memorized. So I I forget that bar actually. The Thug Brothers, brave and hard and lazily smart. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Pun was great. So most that's freestyle over this Sean J beat. What you think? Nah. So it's it's a highlight for me just because of the vibe and the energy mm-hmm. and I love the beat. Like yeah. I love that whole like jazz kind of thing he's got going on, but like there's no bars in here that are yeah. memorable. He's just like doing whatever. But I'm still here for it because I love his voice. Yeah. So I think it, it definitely offers like a um I don't know, variation yeah. to what was what else was going on, it's on, a, on the project. It's a good run for me because then we get into prime time from the exhibit and alcoholics. You know I love this. Of course. How could you, you know not? This is great. This. But you know I love the alcoholics. Look, you know I love Cash. He said, he said a lot of people fuck you out, but Katasha fuck you down. Fuck you down. <laughs> like, yeah. He said, uh, I'm above y'all niggas' heads, below, below y'all, y'all niggas', niggas knees. knees. My style will get you drunk so y'all can't say your ABCs. Yeah, my favorite thing that he says is, my style is outer national. Because I just think the concept oh, of like, instead yeah. of international, outer national was just... I don't know. It was like really dope to me. Ta- like the look, I prime time is great. This uh, exhibit's great on here. Tasha's great on here. Yes, yes, yeah. love it. And I mean, over over a Pete Rock beat, like. But then, you know. but then you transition into this freestyle from Common over love Los it. Angeles Times from love Exhibit. From Exhibit, exactly. great transition. Very, what a very great, good, good run. Very good. And it's yeah. the, look, it's not Com's like strongest <laughs> performance, but he's still he's still on here. Yeah, he's still giving it. Yo, I love this freestyle. This yeah. is like my era of of freestyles. Yeah, um, and I love. Stay on point like a scoreboard. Scoreboard, yeah. I had a, a verse where I like I like interpolated that line. There I think I said like um rap warlord, stay on point, point like, like a scoreboard, scoreboard, like KD, but I score more in a four-door doing like four score or some shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, I love that line. And yeah, I love that that verse. It's great. And, the, and I mean that beat as well. I remember when we did the put you up for 40 days, 40 nights. Like I heard that, I was like, oh my God, like I love this song already because funk flex. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and then we get into uh, all right again. RZA, RZA instrumental, mm-hmm. cannabis over ice cream. Thoughts on this? This is the cannabis that we love. It's it's interesting because actually I love this verse more back in the day than I do now. That's fair. Just because I think he's got a lot better verses. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, like he still fucking kills the shit. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate the school lesson. Yo, educating me on yeah, the math and everything. Yeah, right. But nah, but even <laughs> the start of. Six um, multiplies by five, by four, by yeah, three, by two, the one. Go ahead and calculate the song. Yeah. It's it's not a three sixty. Yeah, it's not a song. Yeah, it's not a song. Yeah, it's yeah. a product, but yeah, but it's <laughs> East Coast. That's why I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but I just love. For all you niggas saying that my shit is sick, just imagine there's ninety percent of my brain that I ain't even used yet. Like, take a deep breath, quick. Take it <laughs> as much air my lungs mit. Then I start to I start spit, to spit that, shit. that shit. Yeah, like this is like this is raw, like cannabis. And I mean, you know, I think at this time frame, right, we're still 
We're still doing freestyles. We're still doing cyphers. We're still battling. Yeah. So, like, imagine standing across from a nigga and a nigga rapping this shit. Like, yeah, sure. Imagine there's 90% of my brain that oh, I ain't even be, used yet. Everybody would be like, You can't oh, respond. Yeah, you can't there's, respond there's after that. There's nothing you can do with that. That's why, that's why cannabis, I still remember that, 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 that infamous uh, cypher where they're all, like, in the restaurant at yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. It's like, most deaf is big pun. And big pun is like, Cause he's like he's done it commercially, yeah, right. And yeah. he's also he'll he'll body the shit out of you. Yeah. And cannabis is like nah, I'm going. I got last. a little less, yeah. Only disappointing thing about that is that cannabis didn't kick a freestyle. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think cannabis ever freestyled to be honest. Probably not. But uh, probably but not. yeah, I, I think this is jo- dope. I think I agree with you that like some of the lines that I was like, oh my god, I'm not yeah. like that anymore. Like but um, it doesn't matter. Like though. rip it's your dope. fucking skin off just to get it's on your nerves. Actually, I do like, kind of like that. When that came out, I was like, oh my god, this guy is the goat. Like, <laughs> I, I still, I still, I still fuck with that bar. Though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, cannabis man, like he, I almost wish he was remembered and then maybe it's his own fault but like i wish he was remembered the way he was back then because niggas was was shook of yeah. cannabis so all right so you don't like this missy elliott on triumph and i she think she has I, one of my favorite I, bars I, on I, the i'll tell here. you i think i'll t- tell you why i think flex did her in for me okay i think when he started with say sex and more sex. And then I got to hear her after that. I'm like, Funk Flex, shut the fuck up. And then Maybe. she comes in over Triumph and she's talking about her body and shit. I don't care, personally. I mean, yeah, she her her, her harmonies are, and, and melodies are cool. She says, uh, bitch slapping niggas. Hey, is that Missy Pippin? Oh, yes, yes, it is me. Yes, yes. Like, yo, I don't know. I like her verse on here. Yeah. Uh, it's a highlight for me. Um, That's what's up. So anyway, her flow's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really have that much to say about Slick Rick other than I think he was coming out of jail around this time. I think he had an album okay. coming out. Yeah, yeah, the, the one that has cannabis and all of them on it. Yeah, I bought that joint. I bought it too. Yeah, artist storytelling or whatever. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, this song doesn't really do it for me. So it's it cool. doesn't do it for me either. And I will say, and we've talked about this, like I don't like when he does the little girl voices. And so the whole thing the where Mona he's Lisa? like, well, not even Mona Lisa. Like when he's on the phone call right. and he's telling the girl. Yeah, so I got this song that I've been working yeah, on. Yeah, that's Mona Lisa. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, bro, I don't like that shit. I, yeah. I didn't like this. Um, Look, I don't have another highlight until we get down to uh, the Mariah Carey joint. So, uh, you know. Okay, I have one, Um, and it's Do That. Okay, and so I, the Coco Brothers. And, yeah. Uh, okay. And I want to say, like, I want to say this. Like, I've always loved Smith & Wesson. Yeah. And when Smith & Wesson changed over to Coco Brothers, uh-huh. a lot of my friends that considered themselves heads as well, it was like rumored like, oh yeah, them niggas fell off. They had to change their name. I thought the Coco Brothers was fire. Gotcha. And I think this shit is fire. Like I, I love this joint. I might be on an island all by myself. It's not bad. But I like Coco it's Brothers. Not, it's, not, it's not a low life for me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I like yeah. the joint that they had on, um, was it Sound Bombing? I think they had one yeah, on Sound Bombing. Uh, yeah. It was the Every Rhyme I Ride or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not one. Of, it's not one of the standout tracks for me. But yeah, I, I love Coco Brothers, man, and yeah. and and I love them in these settings. Like whenever there's a there's like a mixtape or something, yeah, and like yeah. and they they have a record on there, it's always fired. I think that so that's where I'm good with Coco Brothers. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna go out and buy one of the albums, but like in this kind of like mixtape setting, yeah, like I'm cool with it. Same thing with their their boot camp click um, yeah, Buckshot. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't love that Buckshot no, performance. I'm not a big fan of Buckshot. Yeah. So, but um, all right. So, so for me, like, I don't know who the league is. I actually forget that they rhyme on here. The only thing I know is that Mariah Carey fucking kills this shit. Yeah, she does. 
Um, look, if I had a a, a mixtape where Mariah Carey is serenading me on it, I think I could probably die happy, yo. Like, like the, you're yeah. talking this era of Mariah, this, not the uh, one that you said look, she look, was terrible. Especially at this time, though, like the late like people forget just how because she wasn't really in like the black R and B space. Yeah, she was just kind of like in the pop R and B yeah. space. But people forget just how much she was doing. The other thing too is I don't think we give her enough credit. Apparently, she was not only writing her music, yep. but she was producing a lot of it as well. I don't know about the producing. I think she was. I don't know about that. Well, she I, has producer credits on a lot of her stuff. Well, I bought her book, and she talks about putting okay. together a lot of this stuff. So actually, what I was going to say about this particular song is, um, you know, it was a song that she wrote about Derek Jeter. Really? Every time, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Oh. So basically, apparently, this song came out as a single, which I didn't know. Okay. So she like got Loud Records to give her the Mob Deep Shook One's instrumental, and she like made this song that she had written. Oh, cause you talking about um, the DJ booth. So I was like, well, they, she they like it's kind of right, an interpolation right, right. for the for the funk flex. Gotcha. But like all the stuff about like I see you and I wish I could be with you and all this other stuff. Apparently, she like kind of low key started dating Derek Jeter, but like she says it was a platonic relationship. She was married to Tommy Mottola. She was trying to get out of that marriage. And so she wrote this song about how she felt about Derek Jeter. That's funny. Um, and so that was like really interesting to me. I thought the league killed this shit though. I, I don't even don't know who they are and they yeah. killed this shit. I just don't remember. I, I only just remember my right Front of the line, a few crips is throwing up signs. Some, some they, oh, they, was, they was going in. I don't That's know who you are, the league, but who you are, like whoever y'all are, hit us in the comments. Tell us where we can find your shit because I want to listen to y'all because y'all niggas can rap. Y'all are nice. Um. So do you care about King Sun's uh, freestyle over Is Yours? I actually thought he killed this shit. It's not bad. Um. I don't know who he is. I know he's I don't Jersey. either. All I know about him is he must be God body. I can just tell by the content of what he's rapping. Maybe. But uh, ain't no rapper who can stifle this. this. Twice as trifling as Satan's worst disciple, disciple is. Yeah. No, he ripped this shit. And, he did. He did. I, and I love It's Yours. Yeah. It's, it's one of my it's, favorite beats. It's it's a very good uh, RZA instrumental. In fact, here. when in these early days of me, you know, being in this area and making music, the It's Yours instrumental was one of the ones we had on cassette and we would freestyle over and try to write to it and stuff like that. So that I really, true. really like that beat. So... I don't think this Gangstar performance really stands out in terms of their catalog, but it's mm. still like really good in the run. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got Premier scratching his own his stuff on there. It's a decent, you know, uh, Gangstar beat. That's the other thing I wanted to say, which is like, so t typically on these projects, you'll have like artists that you love freestyling over or making songs over like other beats that we know. Yeah. One of the things that I always loved about Gangstar is they would get on these projects and say, yeah. fuck that. Primo's gonna make me some original shit because his shit's better than anything that you guys are gonna give us, and we're gonna just gonna make our own unique song. They did the same on the Tony Touch, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and this shit, this shit's fire, like it's yeah. cool. They did the same on the Eight Mile soundtrack. I don't, I actually never heard all that, so I don't remember oh, that. Man, we should do the Eight Mile soundtrack. Okay. At some point. it's a really good soundtrack. Cool. Uh, but yeah, like you know, so I mean, I never was a huge Guru fan personally, and just this is just me being totally honest. But uh, but it's, it's weird. It's, he's one of those guys who I like, but you'll never hear me say that he's like a goat. You'll never hear me be like, oh, like lyrically, like he's great. Yeah. I just I just like him though. Yeah, he's you know cool. I mean? Like I yeah. love his voice, but yeah. like Devars, a lot of times they just kind of don't do it for me. Like no. I don't think that this is a stellar lyrical no. performance. Uh, Guru is not someone who helped teach me how to write. 
mm-hmm. or teach me how to rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I still respect him though. Like, because I, I, I like mean, Gangstar, I like Guru. I like. And I mean, man. lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. So I get more props and stunts than Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, shake what your mama gave you, whatever. I always skip this. That's and, fine. And so, like, I respect we, that we, he we tried to he tried to put the Miami yeah. sound there as well. And and so, I mean, respect to that. But it just didn't really do it for me. So, look, we we probably don't need to talk about get money. Yeah. We probably don't need to. But nevertheless, so I'm good. going to. It's so good. Because I was really, like, listening to it on this time around. And I think that, like, there's so many great Biggie verses that you could cite they just like talk about like how great he is, but yeah. this is this is one of them. Yeah, this is a truly, truly amazing piece of like my living room flow. Like the way that he lays out is like, this is what I can provide. You want all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So come and get it. And then talking about how like the schemes come into play, like yeah. fuck around and made a milk box material. Mm-hmm. Like this verse, I think embodies everything that was just like great about just how lyrically talented it is. He's got like the sing songiness. He's got the good flow. Yeah. He's got the lyrics that like, they're so difficult to write, but they just come together so easily and they just make sense. Uh, you, look, you, you, you heard it was it was barbs of faith. What do you mean? Like, it wasn't exactly their story, but like a lot of the oh, shit that, is that he what was, it was saying was because this oh, is when they Bar- were separated. Oh, barbs of faith, Evan. Yeah, because oh. that, that, that was his his wife, but yeah. they were like maybe separated at yeah. the time. And so around this time, he did this in Players Anthem. Yeah. And I don't forget one of them had Charlie Baltimore playing yeah. Faith. She had a blonde wig on. She was supposed to be Faith. Yeah. And oh. supposedly the story behind that, because it was in the Biggie book, yeah. um, he asked Faith to be in the video. But she was mm-hmm. like, yo, you're like dissing me in this shit. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so then he was also fucking Charlie. Yeah, he was fucking so Charlie. So he just had Charlie put yeah. on a, a, a blonde wig and be yeah. Faith. Wow, Biggs above me, which she says on this, which is obviously yeah. like Biggs above me because he's in heaven, but it's also like Biggs above me. <laughs> I'm being a I dickhead. Never, I'm being I never a, thought of it. I'm, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Yeah. Anyway, but, but nevertheless, like, look, we don't have to talk about get money on here, but it's just it's great. It's just such it, a great. It's really song. really great. Yeah. yeah, and I know I subject matter wise, whatever. This is great. It's grandfathered in, and it, the lyrics are so good that you just like fuck it. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So 
Uh, but now we get down to um, oh yeah, so the Wu Tang Cream, uh, Wu Tang Cream, uh, Cream Team. Yeah, I love this record. Absolutely yeah. love it. I don't know who um, who who does the the beat. So DJ Scratch. DJ okay. Scratch. Okay. Yeah. I love Scratch as a yeah. producer. I actually wish Scratch produced more. Gotcha. Yeah, like I love like he did that um that record on the um the tunnel, uh the LL Cool J one. Love Pitch your nipples with the LL charms on them. Keep gangster shit bumping in my system when the scroll lights pass. You can't miss them. Listen. Um, uh, man, yeah, oh, man. Yo, he, like, Scratch has some of my favorite, like, just, and it's so random. Like, he'll do, like, one beat on somebody's album. Two beats on somebody's album. Supposedly, he produced the, the last RZA album. Did he? There's a RZA DJ Scratch album that just it probably came out in, like, the last six months. I haven't listened to it, but supposedly DJ Scratch produced on it, but... Shout out to Scratch. I love him. Do you have thoughts on the um, Tariq and the Peter Guns? So, yeah, I do have thoughts. So, I liked Lord Tariq and Peter Guns when they came out. I did, too. In fact, I want to go out on a limb and say the first time I ever tried to record a song was I decided to to be a rapper, started writing bars to Lord Tariq and Peter Guns' Uptown Baby. I had the single that had the beat on, like, the second second, uh, track. I mean, yeah, that beat was and crazy at it the was, time. It was crazy. And and I remember trying to get Kenny to write, too. And Kenny being like, bro, I can't come up with anything. And so I wrote my shit and his shit and was, yeah. like, trying to teach it to him so we could have a song together like Lord Tariq and Peter You're Gons. being a real hoe right now, so. E. <laughs> Cruising down the street in, in my, my six phone. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I you know, it is <laughs> sorry, what it is. Sorry. I just watched that's that movie a, recently. A, oh, I had okay. to. That's a that's a quote from straight out of comfort. So uh it's, it's right, straight it's straight for this it's straight for that scene. Cruising uh, in on the street in my six foot. This freestyle kind of made me realize that um I don't think P- Peter Gunn's I think Peter Gunn's actually not good. And so like I think in the time frame, I actually I actually think I bought their album. I did not. Um, the reason I bought it though was because it was in the bargain bin for two dollars and ninety nine cents, and and it had uh it had We Will Ball on it, and like so they they did a record. Lord Street and Peter Guns did a record with Shaq, and, and DJ one. Quick produced yeah, they it. Had a, they had a video for it, right? So I was like, I'm gonna buy that shit, and of course, I don't the think, DJ uh, Quick song I don't think, wasn't uh, on there. Lord Street is on there. I think it's just Peter Guns and Shaq. Uh, okay. The, the song wasn't on the album. I thought it was going to be on the album. You know how it is back in the day. But um, yeah, man, like Peter Guns is not good. And he was really not good on this. So that, that's really all I have to say is that this is very mediocre. For me. uh, I didn't. That's more to, than what I was going to say. This is one of the ones where like, look, it's cool in a run, but it's not like, you know, yeah. I don't go to the album for for for, for this song. Right, right. Um, But we do get to go into, um, yeah, Mob Deep over, over Rizzo Beats. Yeah. It's not their best, but it's fine. I, I, I feel agree. like I pay more attention to the beats than I do their lyrics here, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I feel like Havoc didn't really do it for me. He didn't. Um, but I do feel like when P gets on after laughter, yeah, his voice is just so perfect. Yeah, to me. Um, so then we have uh, so this is an example of what I was talking about when Funk Flex. The highlight for me is he just let the artists do whatever they wanted to do. Right. Like the Uma coming on here and doing what they're doing, like. The only other song that kind of sounds like this is most is most us freestyle, right? But like, uh-huh. it almost kind of sounds like like it would be out of place, but it doesn't. Like it blends in well here. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a good mix 
of just like letting folk like there's I feel like there's something yeah. for everybody on this album and this yeah. is a good example of that like I completely agree and yeah. and you know this is not like not really my bag like this whole like like it's you know it's fine it's, I don't even think it's but, their best but it's just like it's just it cool that yeah. it's here and it works yeah that's true yeah um, I like it a lot more than, now than I did back then. Got you. Yeah. Um, but then we get into one of my highlights, which is uh, Badu over this uh, Hell on Earth beat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, look, I told you, when we, did, when we were talking about Fabulous and you brought up Clue, mm -hmm. and I said, like, well, I wasn't really doing this whole mixtape thing. And you said, well, what about Funk Flex? And I said, yeah, but the Funk Flex had Mariah Carey and Badu on it. Yeah. Like, Funk Flex had all this different flavor on here. And, like, mm -hmm. like it's not, it's just the fact that she's on here doing this. It's yeah, like, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, you know what I mean, true. and you know you need another Southern artist. She's from Dallas, right? That's true. So you know yeah. it's cool, and it's it's one of my favorite Havoc beats. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of my and it's it's like it's one of those beats too. Like it's just the it's just the one bar loop or two bar loop. Yeah, the entire a, song. Yeah, like there's no yeah. variance in it, but yeah. it's so good that yeah. you can listen to this joint for ten minutes and not get tired of it. That's true. So you got Badu doing her little Badu. Right, right. Badu. Um. So after that, we have um. Oh yeah, so this is a Terror Squad. Is this I any better? This, I love okay. this record. I, Can't tell me shit. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing this since Prince was the bomb before he changed his name and started making wax songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I absolutely love, love, love Big Pun. Yeah. I love, I love everything Big Pun in this era. But one of my favorite lines does not come from Big Pun on this joint. Terror Squad rock ice whiter than Yugoslavian. Who who uh, who says that? Because I can't distinguish um, the uh, yeah, Terror Squad versus. I don't know. It was um, man. I, I I don't know. His name escapes me. So That's sorry, right. sorry, fellas of, of of Terror Squad. But uh, but yeah, old boy murdered that particular gotcha. verse. I I like everybody. It definitely wasn't Cuban Link. Um, but um, I, I whoever the dude is that's on Glamour Life is is who it is. It's not Triple Sace, is it? Maybe. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Anyway. Um, love this freestyle. Love all of them, including Pun. It's uh, it's it's not a highlight for me. I figured it was for you. Yeah. Um, but again, like you know, I don't, I don't skip it. It's cool. It goes through my run. But yeah. you know, look, if it's if it's chances are songs on here are gonna be highlights for either one of us. So I figured that you, that was that was one of yours. Because yeah, yeah, I know you're a bigger fan of Terror Squad than I am. And I know this next one is gonna be a highlight for you. So I think, well. It's fine. We don't need to talk. I don't have anything to say about Shimmy Shimmy, y'all. So we could just it's go classic. into... Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Um, but to transition from that into this put your hammer down, this rhythm. So good. Um, Lay your hammer, kid. Lay your hammer, kid. All rise. Meet the preacher. <laughs> so uh, who's on here? Is it... Is, is, that's Ghost, right? Yeah. So it's Ghost. Um, Jizz is on here. Jizz, I think, kills Isn't Meth on this one? Meth Man's on yeah, here. Decca's on here, which yeah. is like the same verse that he has from the Cream Team lineup. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just just it kills this shit to me. I think he's got my favorite verse. What does he here. say on this joint? Do you remember um, how he starts it? I, I, yeah. I, I just I just remember. This is fire, it. yo. Method Man's on here too. I love this beat. Yeah, yeah, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is just great. So, great Wu Tang. Um, yeah, I think that's probably one. Of, this is this is probably one of the reasons why I bought the album. Like I saw the lineup. Yeah, like, people talk about Funk Flex, and I'm like, well, it's got it's got Wu Tang on here. It's got you know, it's got other things I like on here. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a listen to it. So right. there you go. Instant cop. Um, this next few, you know, jump around, OPP, cool. Just classics. I, yeah. I do like this whoop whoop from DJ Pooh, though. So who's yeah. DJ Pooh? 
Okay, that, that's so, a West Coast artist, right? So, so DJ Pooh is a producer yeah. who produced a lot of Ice Cube's early work. Right, right, right. Um, right he's right. actually Ice Cube's cousin. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but this is actually not a DJ Pooh song. It's a Cam song produced by DJ Pooh. Okay. And so I guess he kind of was doing some sort of like a I don't know mixtapey thing where it's like yeah. DJ Pooh featuring Cam. Gotcha. But uh, but this song is very interesting to me, and uh, you know, I, sorry, we're gonna go on a tangent no, 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 for a no, little no. bit. Talk but, about it, cause I, but, cause I look, it's it's I something about it, I was like, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This this record is a piece of West Coast history. Yeah, I figured um, it was, and the reason is because okay, so Cam is is also Ice Cube's cousin. Yeah. So uh, so Cam is hey, Ice Cube's many, cousin. He's a ooh, rep. Jinx is also his cousin. How many cousins? Ah, uh, that nigga got mad cousins. I don't know. Uh, but so so Cam was like a was like a like more of a conscious rapper like you okay. know Paris, uh maybe from he was like affiliated with um with um uh, Public Enemy he was a ra a rapper who vaguely, was like very conscious vaguely, anyway vaguely. these are all like in like NOI rappers okay. you know like Nation of Islam rappers so so Islam, Cam yeah. was like a Nation of Islam rapper from California gotcha. has one of the dopest voices to me I always loved Cam's voice like he's a really dope voice but uh but anyway. Apparently, this song is a diss to Ice Cube. Is it? And so he comes out, and apparently what he's saying on the record, and I, I don't think that the verse, the second verse is where he calls out his beef, mm -hmm. but apparently he says he came up with the W. So he's from Watts, uh, which is an area, you, LA I've area. heard this part before, yeah. And so he he said him and his homies Watts. would throw up the W for yeah. Watts. Yeah. But then... Ice Cube took it and said it was Westside. Right. And then they came up with Westside Connection and all this stuff. So I guess he felt slighted by, you know, Ice Cube taking his thing and not giving him credit for it. And so he comes yeah, out when, with this song. When, when Tupac is everywhere going like this. I well, mean, everybody took it after. Yeah, but, 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 but after Tupac takes it, it's kind of like, well, it is what it is now, right? But nah, but Cube was the one who popularized it, though. Yeah, but who made it? You, you think who, in my opinion, Tupac's dubs are the most iconic. It could be the most iconic, but you're from the East Coast. I'm saying in California, That's nobody was throwing up the W and saying West Side until Ice Cube and Co. My, all right, you're look. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to challenge your point. My point. What I was saying though is that like once Tupac makes it iconic, it's kind of like. What can you do? That's that's my point. I guess. I mean, I you know, some people will say that Dub C made the Crip Walk iconic. Like, if you're not from you. California, you can say that because okay. maybe that's the first time you were that's introduced fair. to fair. it. But that's like, fair. it's like people were Crip Walking way you. before I that. I got you. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so I think that just like him falling out with Ice Cube, making this whoop whoop song, which it sounds like a party song, like whoop whoop, and, you know. But then like the song is like this brutal diss. To Ice Cube is is great to me because I think most of the people that I know from the East Coast that know this song, yeah. they know it from this Funk Flex thing. Yeah. And so they know the one verse where it's kind of not so bad. Well, my uh, niggas yeah, he says like, oh, damn, the nigga Cam back on the scene. It's they don't the even do that. They just do the, the hook scene. on here. Oh, it's just the hook? It's just the hook. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So like that second verse, he like goes in on, on gotcha. Ice Cube. When, and, when did that um, song come out? 98 maybe 97 like around this time really 97 97 probably around this time yeah but uh but yeah this this record is like a big piece to me of like west coast history and it's also interesting because dj Pooh produced it but then went on to produce albums and more material for for cube well i mean look they're family you know yeah they're all family you know but it's just interesting anyway uh, thoughts on uh, EPMD over uh, Mob Deep's uh, drop drop a gem on him. Fine. Yeah. A ball. That's a highlight for me. Okay, that Just, was first. Um, 
Oh, you're right. My yeah. fault. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, eight uh, ball. Yeah, this eight ball freestyle is a highlight for me. Okay. I love Talk that it. it, it well, it just gives me something different. Um, yeah. it gives me that that kind of southern swagger that I mm-hmm. think help rounds out the album. But I also just kind of like his flow on it. It's not his best. Yeah. Who um, be? Who be? I'm a, yeah. But but it's still it's distinguishable. Yeah. I and agree. and I think it gives me enough flavor on it that like. 8-Ball is not somebody I knew at the time, but since I've gone back, like I listened to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad that yeah. there's 8-Ball on here. I prefer Scarface. Yeah. I know they're from different parts, but they're still the South. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I like 8-Ball. I like 8-Ball too. And I mean, this joint's fine. Like, it's yeah. not it's not a highlight for me, I like but, the like, beat though, but I too. like it. Yeah. The beat is really good. Yeah. So, um, but then we get into, yeah, EPMD and uh, over this drop a gem on them. I don't really And it's cool. Like yeah. It. I like, I like uh, Mob Deeps and yeah. I like this particular beat. Um, I like EPMD. I don't feel like like Eric ever gives me like like some stellar bars where I'm like, oh my god. But he's cool, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Um, <laughs> then we get into one of my highlights, one of my highlight of highlights, and this uh, Keith Murray freestyle over yeah. this lump lump instrumental. It's a highlight for me too. And look, lyrically, I'm not gonna say he does it for me, but he's so he speaks with such authority and such like a clarity in his voice. Yeah. yeah. So much confidence on at the time was like, oh my God, what beat is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? I said the same thing. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the Sadat X beat either. Yeah, I had to, years yeah. later, I had to go back and, and find the Lump Lump, yeah, yeah. which, you know, whatever. Fine, but like, man. holy shit, on here, this yeah. beat is like crazy. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think I said, this is the Keith Murray that we loved and that's mm. why it's a highlight. And I said, I kind of missed mm. this Keith Murray. And then the bar that I quoted was, Flows be definite, like well, of course. Yeah, that is, that is, flows be definite. Well, like well, of course. That is, that is my favorite bar on here from Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I, I love this. Like, you know, he's like a nigga who you could tell probably used to read the dictionary. Like, <laughs> like you know, how they, like some of the rappers, early rappers, would be like, oh yeah, well, when I was a kid, I used to read the dictionary. Like Keith Murray is definitely one of those. Yeah, <laughs> but the beat too is crazy because it's a very, it. very simple beat. Yes, but, but it's like sounds so it's, good. It's so good. Yeah, and it's, it's so, so perfect for his like voice. Agreed. Um, so then after that we have uh, I don't care about twenty four seven. Me neither. Um, I do like this flip mode uh, appearance just because I love Rod Digger. Okay, so I think this Man is like my poo poo. Exactly. <laughs> I, that, I think that might be the worst like line on this entire. Maybe, but this I just not. love Rod Digger. It's cool. It works for me. Yeah, I, I don't think I love her as much as you do. Um, I like her in certain moments and dislike gotcha. her in others. And this is one of the ones that I dislike her. I do um, like the hook on this. I um, say do that shit. I say do that shit. Do that real life shit. Do that real life shit. Yo, we come in. I mean, but Busta's great. Yeah. And so like- he, I think he produces his he, beat too. Really? I think so. I don't know. If, it, but, if you look on here, it says, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it is uh, produced yeah. by Busta. So, so I, yes. So I, I bought the Flip Mode album. Did the you? The Imperial. Know? Yeah. I feel like if you want to do a heavy lift uh, album, that would be, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I feel like a good heavy lift album would be Rampage. The Imperial. Spliff Star. Lord have mercy. Forgive Lord me. of mercy. Although he's, act, he's actually not terrible on here. <laughs> I like his, his yeah. voice. Yeah, he's, 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 he's he okay actually might have the best verse on here. I like Baby Sham too, actually. I have I go back and forth on Baby Sham. Okay. Um, I like him. Because I like him in like pockets, like appearances, but yeah. I don't want a whole album of Baby to Sham. To me, it wasn't until Rock Marciano started affiliating with them that I like 
felt like they were making some shit that I was interested in. Oh, okay, okay. I thought yeah. you were going to get other way because I was like, I know you like Rock Marcy. I know I love Rock Marcy. Yeah. And I love Rock Marcy in this time frame because I feel like the stuff that he makes now is like production-wise is a little more abstract. Yeah. So I like that like Busta Rhymes was giving him like bread and butter shit and then he was rapping on it. Gotcha. Uh, Foxy Browns, uh, 10% this. Just fine to me. I feel like Jay-Z wrote this. Um, she says something. She says a bar in here, okay. and I'm like, that sounds like I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, okay. that sounds like something Jay would have said. Huh. Literally, like even like the way she delivered, I was like, that sounds like a Jay line. Oh damn. Um, uh, we have uh, we close out with Shaquille O'Neal and Sonya Blade. Yo, this is a highlight for is me. Is it? And talk so about it. Sonya Blade was was one of my favorite female rappers in this time frame. I, I think. I think she's fine on here. Shaq is Shaq. Yo, Shaq is Shaq, but yo, Shaq is actually not that bad. He's not yo. bad, but he's yeah, also he's not, not like he's just goofy and silly. Yeah. And um, but I, yo, I like if you ask me, Shaq ain't flashy. One piece of fighting to make my whole body happy. That I did chuckle at that. <laughs> like what? what I think are you, you know you know what about, it, you know what it made me think about listening to this time. I'm like Shaq. Like it's great that you can. It's great that you can rap. It's great mm -hmm. that you can act. Mm -hmm. It's great that you can break dance. Seven footers shouldn't be able to break dance. Shouldn't be able to do windmills. Right. You can do that shit and it's great. Yeah. But I'm like, like all Kobe did was play ball. All Jordan did was play ball. That was that was you know Kobe, I mean? that was Kobe's argument yeah. about, about Shaq. But that's fine, man. Shaq yeah. was still winning chips and putting out albums and making movies yeah. about him being a genie and all kinds of shit. So I mean, yo, I <laughs> am Shazam. <laughs> Let the man live his best <laughs> life, bro. You know, Dame Lillard want to put out albums. I'm gonna listen to him. Like Dame Dollar yeah, can spit though. Thing. Yeah, Dame, Dame, Dame Dollar is nicer, I think, than Shaq. Yeah, so. but like at the time, no rapper or no basketball player, NBA player, was nicer than Shaq. Yeah. Oh wait, actually, you know what though? Kobe, Kobe did try to rap on he was something. Terrible. And then and then he, he went had back to he just had al ball. he had like an album or something. Yeah, maybe. Man, he was horrible. I take it back because Kobe he tried, tried to rap. rap. He tried to rap in Italian. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, take it back. Yeah, he was horrible. It's a good thing. It's, Kobe, it's a good thing you stuck the ball. Ended up st sticking the ball because you had no business rapping. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and um, Allen Iverson put out an album as a rapper. So it was mad people trying. That. So, yeah. I mean, Shaq actually had a platinum album. Yeah. Oh, did he? Right. Yeah, his I album was platinum. That's yeah. crazy. So, uh, do you have any other uh, any other thoughts on this mixtape other than it was just no, very formative for it us? It was great and it was formative for us and yeah. What did this album do for you? What did this mixtape do for you in terms of uh, introducing you to artists and informing you about like what kind of rapper you wanted to be? That's a good question. It definitely introduced me to some older things yeah. and some newer things. You um, talked before about the beats, but like what about mm -hmm. were there any like new artists you hadn't heard before that this mixtape put you on to? King's Son, okay. uh, the 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 le league. Well, what um, I, what I mean is that you yeah. are like, oh, I like this. I'm gonna go pursue their music. That's what I mean. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that that maybe American Cream Team, like like maybe like some of the other like artists that were under like a Raekwon or mm -hmm. something like that. But most of these artists, I was I was at least vaguely familiar. I with think I was kind of vaguely familiar with a yeah. lot of them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't really make me want to go out and necessarily explore anything. But I was like, it, what it did do was like, I heard a lot of these beats 
before I heard the originals. Mm. Like I heard them on here. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah. I, I wasn't into Mob Deep yet. Right. Other I think I had heard Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um aside from that though, like I didn't I didn't hear Infamous yet. I heard this uh, one before I heard wow, Infamous. Okay. Okay. I was like, oh my God, like this is a Mob Deep, this is a Mob Deep beat. What? what? Yeah, yeah. So um so it did that and you kind of mentioned that as well. Yeah. But um, how did this inform what kind of rapper you wanted to be? To be honest with you, I don't think that it really did. Uh, for me, it's just uh, Kara's one was a big one. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think this did, did anything for me. Specifically. I I think that this is actually peak KRS one. Look, Dude. I I think that when people talk about KRS one, especially when Blaze magazine like rated him like number two of all time, mm-hmm. they talk about obviously the stuff in the late '80s and the very very early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that when you know. I think his best album is actually probably the 93 one. Um, oh, uh, Stephen. No, that was 91. No, the, the 93 is um, it's the one with the, is the Return of the Boom Bat. Okay. I think that's his best overall album. Okay. But when he comes back, he comes, he has a care, he has a KRS one self entitled joint. Mm-hmm. That's the one with, um, he's got a couple really banger premiere beats on there. The rest of it is kind of like, eh. And then he has the I Got Next, okay. which is the, the step into the realm, right? Okay. But I think like 1998 is, I actually think, look, I know I'm biased because this is like when we're in high school. So these are very formative years. Right. But I think this, this time frame from 1998 to like 2001 is probably like one of like the GOAT eras, particularly this early stage. Because I think what was happening is like, look, Biggie and Pac are dead. Uh-huh. So what is hip hop doing? And you have like, like underground hip hop is like kind of like coming back. Doesn't make it all the way back. But it comes back. So you give us a lot of this like rocker stuff that we talk about. Right. And all of like these old school rap artists are coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Rock Hem is coming back. Harris One is coming back. Right. Cool G Rap is coming back. And so like they're featured on all, the, all these different projects. Mm-hmm. Eminem is coming into the game, right? Like Wu Tang, at least at this time in 1998, they haven't fallen off yet. Right. Right. And so like everybody is there, like doing it. And like Harris One at this time, even when he's on like the Sway and Tech project, like he's he's killing it. Yeah. And I think that this is like just like peak Karis one is like, no, like this is how you spit. I don't care about nothing else. Like I'm just gonna bar up every single time I get on a track and he does it. You know what I mean? So for me, <laughs> I say all that to say that like this time is like every single time like Karis one had an appearance on anything, like he was just he was just killing it. Yeah. That's the other thing too. I think I feel like Eminem could have been on this. Yeah. If, if Eminem was on this. This might have been one, like one of the greatest, greatest, greatest ever compilations ever. It already is up there. Yeah, it is. But but of all of all the additions I talked about that this could have had in terms of like you know Scarface or or Outcast or like you know uh, Farside or whoever, take take all that back. If you just gave me Eminem <laughs> Eminem on this, yeah. and it's a wrap. Yeah, I don't disagree. So. Anyway, um, I love this album. I love this album a lot. Great I'm so album. glad that you suggested that we do this. I had yeah. so much fun. Even though I only listened to this album like three times in the past like few days. Yeah. I just had a smile on my face the whole time. It just brought me back. <laughs> it's so good. That's what's up. Yeah, so it, it is really good. And, you know, shout out to Flex for putting this together. I think that should wrap it up, though, for our discussion on Funk, Funk Flex Volume 3. Uh, the final very, chapter. The final chapter, which it wasn't. <laughs> but um, man, very, very formative mixtape. Um, I'm yeah. so glad it doesn't have any scratches in it. The amount of times that I played this, though, it should it, be scratched, it, up. It should be scratched up. And yeah. it's not. I'm, th- I'm thankful for that. This is definitely like one of the better purchases that I've ever made. And I'm glad that mm-hmm. we discussed this because, you know, four years ago, five years ago, whenever, wow, whenever we started talking about like doing tributes, this is probably not one we never would have thought we would have yeah, done. That's true. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like a mixtape. Right, right. But I mean, like, 
look, this is this is our podcast, it's our show, this is our music that we love that helps shape us. Maybe it helped shape some of y'all. Yeah. Um, but look, if there's any other like mixtapes like this, there's a few others that we could talk about, but any other mixtapes like this that you guys think we should discuss, yeah. let us know what was formulated for you. And if y'all got stories about your time frame, you know, yeah. with 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 that with this particular project, let, hit us in the comments yeah. and tell us about it because it definitely was something that was formative for both of us. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.